Welcome back to Take a Closer Book. I'm your host, Guinevere Lee. Before we can begin, I need to apologize for the massive delay getting this episode out. I became incredibly busy right when the last episode came out, and then kept missing deadlines, and honestly, once you miss one deadline, it just becomes a domino trail of anxiety and procrastination. Speaking of anxiety, spring 2020 and the arrival of COVID-19 has been one of the craziest, most difficult times in recent memory. I was an ESL teacher when this all began, and now I'm unemployed. Coming back to this podcast has given me something positive to focus on, and I hope it gives you a little bit of happiness as well. As I mentioned in previous episodes, I am looking at Prism Nights by Jay Kiakis, which is an ongoing LGBT fantasy series. This episode will focus on Velvet, technically the last in the series, but the series is designed to be read in any order. In fact, Velvet was the second novella in the series published. Okay, no more delays, grab your sword and rainbow shield, and let's take a look at Prism Nights, number six, Velvet. In summary! The novella opens with the great knight Sir Philippa Esquire living alone in a cold, abandoned castle. She's haunted by the memory of her former husband, Elliot, who has died and left her destitute. While trying to keep the castle in order, cleaning it until her hands bleed, she remembers how she first came to be there, and how she became the queen. She had been summoned by the king, tasking her to discover where his twelve sons were sneaking out to at night. Before the reader can learn more about this mystery, though, Philippa's memories drift to Elliot, one of the twelve princes she had watched fall asleep that night. Now he's king, and they are married. Her memories are happy, filled with love-making and tender words. Until suddenly the fantasy dissolves, and she sees his dead and bloody body before her. It is clear she is suffering from delusions, unable to tell fantasy from reality anymore. It also becomes clear that whatever happened in the castle must have been a battle, leaving her friends and loved ones hacked and mercilessly murdered. The ghost of Elliot comes to her, telling her not to blame herself for what happened, but she ignores him, acknowledging that she knows he's only a hallucination. We learn that Philippa left King Elliot, feeling constrained as a queen, and wanting to go on an adventure once more as a knight, she promises to return soon, and Elliot relents, wanting his queen to be happy. Her tour of the countryside is a success. She visits villages and neighboring kingdoms, helping the locals and promising to take their grievances back to the king to improve their lives. She is enjoying her freedom and newfound sense of purpose when she meets a mysterious knight named Floyd. Floyd warns her about a pair of bloodthirsty murderers known as the Ghost Knights. They've not only destroyed entire villages, but kingdoms as well. Floyd tells her she should return to her king and warn him, and that if they stand united, they might be able to stop the Ghost Knights. Anxious from Floyd's warning, she races back to the castle, only to be met by death and destruction in the very same villages she had only just visited. Before we can reach the castle, though, once again Philippa's memories are drawn back to the Twelve Sleeping Princes, and the original task that brought her there. After night fell, the twelve princes had snuck out of the castle. Philippa followed them and discovered, much to her surprise, that they were out dancing. Philippa and Elliot dance together, falling in love. Elliot tells her he knows once she tells his father what they're doing, one of the princes will be forced to marry her as payment. Philippa says she'll keep his secret, but Elliot tells her to go to his father and that he would be honored to be her husband. Her joyous memories once again fade and she finds herself alone once more. She passes out, and when she comes to is met by a familiar face, Floyd. 
Shocked by how she's living, Floyd takes her away from there. She fights against the knights who drag her away from her beautiful memories and is eventually brought to a new castle. Philippa is cared for and washed, becoming silent and disconnected. Still in a daze, Philippa finds herself being dressed by servants. They look at her with pity and she finally manages to speak, only to tell them to stop looking at her that way. She's brought before the monarchy, only to come face to face with Floyd. Floyd says she should sit, that there doesn't need to be any formalities between friends. Philippa is wary of being called a friend, though, but Floyd only hopes they can become friends. They dine together. Although the room is fancy, the guards stand nearby. The meal and decor are fairly modest, making Philippa feel less uneasy. Philippa forces a smile on her face, but Floyd tells her that she doesn't need to do anything that makes her uncomfortable, and she lets her smile fade away. As she eats, after ages of denying herself simple pleasures, she realizes just how hungry she was and how delicious the food is. As they eat, she eventually finds herself smiling for real. Philippa has a hard time adjusting, not being able to sleep at night. When she finally does, she dreams of returning to the castle as the ghost knights massacred everyone inside. She wakes up screaming, but Floyd is there. Floyd calms her down, telling her about the two important people the ghost knights took away that she is not alone in her pain. She is eventually able to fall back asleep. The two grow closer, often dining together. Philippa learns that she lived for two years in that castle by herself, and it's been another year since Floyd brought her here. She's recovering, but she still sees Elliot everywhere she looks. Floyd tells her she needs to be patient, that this pain takes time to get over. They go to the library. Since it's open to the public, Philippa worries that going there might attract too much attention, but she finally works up the courage to go, finding a small corner to pile up some books and read all day, which is basically just my dream. <laughs> As the sun sets, Philippa notices a small girl brandishing a wooden sword coming up to her. Philippa jokes that she's hiding, and the girl protests that knights never hide. They fight. Philippa is struck by this, but says that sometimes knights need to know their limits, and sometimes they need a break, especially when they're hurt. The little girl nods and says she hopes Philippa feels better soon, and then leaves a book with Philippa, one all about the escapades of the great knight Sir Philippa Esquire. Philippa spends the rest of the night reading the book by candlelight, reliving her memories through the pages. She decides she needs to put her past behind her, and to do so she must face it. She asks Floyd if she can return to her castle, and Floyd agrees it's a good idea. Philippa asks if Floyd knew who she was before she was a queen, Floyd says the stories about her were well known. It also seems that Floyd had a lot of free time on his hands before being crowned and apparently spent it reading. Philippa is amused by this and kisses Floyd. That night, Philippa sneaks into Floyd's room. Without a word, they begin to make love, hungrily devouring each other, the grief and pain that's haunted them so long being washed away. Floyd and Philippa travel to the derelict castle. Floyd offers to go in with her, but Philippa enters alone and there comes face to face with the ghost of Elliot. They have a conversation, and he tells her not to be guilty, that she needs to get better and leave the pain of her past behind. He gives her his blessing to remarry and be happy. Philippa leaves her old home, saying goodbye, and when she returns to Floyd, she realizes she's not really leaving her home behind, because Floyd feels like home to her now. Analysis. Color. The color of this novella is velvet, or dark purple. Not only the color, but the fabric velvet itself is everywhere in King Elliot's castle. And it becomes clear pretty quickly that Philippa takes comfort from the feel of velvet, which she connects to her happy memories in the castle. 
There are several times where in her anxiety she grabs velvet tapestries or sheets, feeling the soft fabric between her fingers until she calms down. Fairy tales. Like all the other entries in this series, Velvet is based on a fairy tale, this time the lesser-known tale, The Twelve Dancing Princesses, or The Shoes That Were Danced to Pieces, if you're a fan of the Brothers Grimm. The story is about, well, twelve princesses, <laughs> who are kept locked up in their rooms at night, but every morning their dancing shoes are worn out. The king promises the hand of one of his daughters to whoever can solve the mystery in three nights. In Velvet, the great knight Sir Philippa Esquire becomes the knight in question, having to solve where the king's sons have been disappearing to every night. This is probably the weakest part of the entire novella. There is very little time spent exploring this backstory, focusing more on the aftermath of the events. The first time I read it, I didn't even pick up the fairy tale connection. And unlike in Sapphire and Coquelicot, where the main story revolves around the fairy tale, if Kiakis had cut out those particular flashbacks, nothing would have been lost from the narration. The fairy tale almost feels like an afterthought. General Thoughts The atmosphere of Velvet, especially in the first half, really reminds me of Jenny of Old Stones, which, depending on how into Game of Thrones you are, is either a footnote in the history of the Seven Kingdoms, or a wicked Florence in the Machine song that came out last year. Both focus on a heartbroken woman who can't pull herself away from the castle she shared with the love of her life. Definitely a good song to add to your playlist while you read Velvet. This is probably my favorite of the Prison Night novellas so far. This is mostly because I find Philippa the most relatable character. I think everyone has struggled with loss, and Kiakis writes her pain and the eventual healing of her heart so beautifully it nearly brought me to tears. If you only read one of these novellas, this is definitely the one I recommend. Connections! There are a few recurring characters from previous installations. Floyd, the Sleeping Beauty from Sapphire, makes a return here. Floyd tells Philippa about the two loves lost to the Ghost Knights. Names aren't mentioned, but it's pretty clear Floyd is discussing Ivy and Lark, and the events of Sapphire. Whether both are dead or if Floyd has simply been separated from them remains ambiguous. Of course, we also see the return of our favorite homicidal lesbians, the Ghost Knights. As I mentioned before, I think it's really interesting that the first book in the series, Coquelico, focuses completely on the main villains of the series. And I love how in Velvet, Kiakis really focuses on the human tragedy that follows them. Outro! Thanks so much for listening, and once again I apologize for the delay. Until Kiakis publishes the next Prism Knights novella, Bronze, I won't be able to explore this series again for a while. I might wait until all the novellas are complete, and then I can release another trilogy. If you are interested in reading the Prism Knights for yourself, and I really hope you do, go to jkiakis.com. That's j-k-i-a-k-a-s dot com, or you can get them at Kiakis's Etsy shop, Windy Wallflower. That's Windy Wall Flower. The next episode will be an interview I did with author Jay Kiakis last spring <laughs> when I started this series. I can't give you an exact date when it will be out since I am notoriously bad at keeping promises on this podcast, but I promise you won't have to wait long. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to this right now so you won't miss the next episode. You can also keep your eye on my website, GuinevereLee.com, that's G-U-E-N-E-V-E-R-E-L-E-E.com. I have a blog there that I update every week, so that's the best place to find out when the next episode is coming out. 
Also, stay tuned for the ad coming up. The ebook for my second novel, Pecari, the Azure Fish, has just been released. If you subscribe to my other podcast, Historical Fantasy, you would have heard me reading the opening chapter on the most recent episode. Alright, look for the next episode, and until then, stay healthy, everyone. Pecari, the Azure Fish, is the thrilling sequel to Orope, the White Snake. Orope introduced historical fiction fans to a unique fantasy world inspired by Bronze Age history and mythology. Pecari takes them further, going to new kingdoms and introducing new characters. The gods are still angry, but the whispers of the gods are closer than ever to saving the world from a terrible flood. Kareth is still working for the powerful Imota. Kareth hopes Imota will help him deliver his message to the ruler of Mahat. But everything changes when the sorcerer Dedelian takes an interest in him. After the winter snows have melted, Tersh decides to head into the mountain kingdom of Matawe to reach the city of Mesite. Lost in this strange land, she must rely on the help of Tuthalia, a soldier with an unknown past who plans to return home and start a family. Shadi's journey seems doomed by the death of their leader, but the hunter case set promises to lead them through the jungle. There are sinister things in the jungle, though, and their journey is beset by disease and attacks from wild animals. Samaki sails east, a last attempt to make a good trade that will save his livelihood. The Middle Sea has changed since Samaki last sailed, though, and the waters are rife with the ruthless sea people. Continue this wonderful journey with Guinevere Lee as she takes you through the fantasy world of Picari, the Azure Fish, the sequel to Orope, the White Snake. Ebook out now, paperback coming the 7th of July. You can buy it or pre-order it on Amazon, Chapters Indigo, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. For more information, please go to the website guineverelee.com.